Salem Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Jeffrey Lilly. And I am Sarah Black. And today we've got a history for you. Well, sort of. A history of haunted happenings. So you've probably all, and maybe all, if you're Salem fans, you know about a little bit about haunted happenings. You've heard haunted happenings. You've you're probably like, what is it? Yeah, and it's like six things. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very vague, overarching yeah. festival. You could call it a festival. Sure. You could call it a lot of things. An extravaganza. A month-long celebration. Yes, a celebration indeed. But before that, we got some normal stuff to cover. So what do we want to hit first? Um, Tour time. Tour time. Tour time. You go first. Um, I don't know. I, I had some good tours. I had a full tour. On Very Saturday, nice. which is was ridiculous. Nice. Yeah. Sold out. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. I had some listeners on tour today. Today. Yesterday. They're all starting to mold together. Yeah. From Canada. Oh, Canada. They came down. And there's some artists. Uh, Riddle Me Creative. They Ooh. gave us, us a little bag. Of, <gasps> I think it's a bunch of... I, haven't, I literally haven't opened this till sitting right here. Goodies. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. So many goodies. Uh, and so this is all their art. Oh, my gosh. Here. Check it out. You got... I think there's two. There's that. Stickers? Are oh, these my stickers? God. Oh, um, hold on. What does this say? This says, read books, stay spooky. Oh, my God. I love that guy. Oh, these are great. Little keychain. I got some jerky from some Kansas folk. Trash panda with a pride tail. Very cute. So, yeah. So, that's, this is this is all their art. They were on, on the tour. Thank you, guys. That was that was really cool. I didn't open this literally till right now. I wanted to save it uh, to show Sarah as well. Ooh, little... I forgot Potion how jar. I forgot how much um, people like we get diehard listeners in October, and it's bringing me back to last year. And I have like a whole goodie bag full of stuff that like because it's super sentimental to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't like, know notes and and thank you letters and stuff. And it Books just it and... means so much. Like yeah. the fact that people appreciate the podcast this much, it really it blows my mind on and a I've daily had, basis. Uh, other listeners on on tour this week, which were great, but I also bumped into one of our patrons, uh, Anne Marie Fournier, um, today uh, after my tour. I popped down to Lulu's, and I walk in. This woman's like, <gasps> I was, and she's like, "What's in your briefcase?" Ah, <laughs> did you have your briefcase with you? I did. I nice. did. So I was able to to pass that out to her. In Love the, it. Which I think might be like the first time. It was just out and about. Yeah. Yeah. Do so, you have them on you even if you don't have the briefcase? Sometimes. So it's a hit or miss. It, it depends. If I'm wearing a jacket, okay. chances are they'll be like be in a pocket. But if it's like jeans and a t-shirt, then like probably not. But Very cool. Yeah. Loads of listeners, loads of people. People from all over are coming in. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's, getting, it's freaking I know, October. I know, yeah. They, it's not October. Technically, it's not October, but it, darn it, it, it feels yeah. like it. Especially after this weekend. There, there was no dip. In, uh, in September, I think we used to see a bit of a dip. Like because, a post-Labor Day yeah, school. And yeah, and people are back in school. So we see a little bit fewer travelers. But this year, I feel like it just increased. Mm-hmm. It is officially September. Mm-hmm. And I think it's here to stay. I've had some really wild descendant encounters. Really? The last couple uh, tours. So 
One of them happened this morning and I had these uh, young kids. One of them was 11, I believe. And he was super intrigued with the tour, which at that age, it's a hit or miss, you know? And he was following along up front with me. And so I wanted to just chat with him. So I was like, you know, do you like history? Do you like Halloween? And he said he liked history. And I was like, don't let anyone ever tell you history ain't cool Uh because it is. And he said, so he starts opening up and how they went to uh, Plymouth, before coming to Salem. Uh, the most disappointing memorial in the United States. I know. I was like, did you see the rock? And he's like, no. We went to the museum, though, and we learned about my ancestor. And I was like, oh, really? Well, who's your ancestor? And he says, John Alden. And I was like, you know what, young man? That is just the coolest thing, because John Alden's in my family tree, too. Oh. And so this happens, right? And it was just a really cool, and it was exciting to hear that he had an ancestor tied to Plymouth, because uh-huh. my instant thought was, there's a chance that he actually might be tied to Salem too, which is just going to be a really cool experience for him to hear. Little did I know, it was going to be John Alden, yeah. which for those who don't know, um, he was early one of the earlier accused uh, military man, and he escapes, he flees. Illegal arms trader, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets out of, he gets out of here, yeah. and he survives. And if you watch the show Salem, he's played by uh uh i don't know that guy from a walk to remember or whatever super entertaining show but anyways so fast forward to the end of the tour i ask the group if we have any descendants and no one raises their hand and so i shared the encounter that i had had with this boy to everyone and i said you know john alden he escaped before he could be you know imprisoned and then this woman off to my right raises her hand and she go and I said, "Oh, we do have a descendant. You know who?" And she says, "John Alden." This is like three of you right there. So it was Man. just oh, it was the coolest moment ever. And yeah, it was wild. It was so wild. I'm not a direct descendant, or like second cousin or something. Dude, not it's like oh, okay. by marriage. Oh, okay. But okay. the fact, like when I found when I was able to connect him to the family tree, I was super excited. So like, I hold on to that. I'll admit. Yeah. But yeah, it was really freaking cool. And then I think the day before that. I had a couple on tour and I asked if we had any descendants amongst us and he raises his hand and he says, yeah, so we're boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm descended from Rebecca nurse and she's descended from Mary Esty. (laughs) I, I just got to chuckle to myself. I was like, I have never experienced this before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think you're safe after. I think you are more than safe. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was just hilarious. Imagine uh, finding great, that. Great, 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 grandparents were sisters. Which means that one level up that you share those parents. Yeah. Like yeah. So, so then your 13th great grandparents are the same. Are the same. It was great. Oh, my gosh. It was so entertaining. That's wild. Yeah, it was a it was a wild uh, batch of tours recently. Man, super fun. It's getting crazy out there, guys. If you're if you're still coming, be sure to uh, get here early. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the PSAs that Destination Salem put out? One's got uh, uh, Mayor Pangalo, and one's got Chief Miller. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> they're funny. They're so. Uh, they're 
fine. They're bad. They're horrible. <laughs> Are we going to leave this in? Sure. Go for it. Okay. Um, but, uh, they're, they're genuinely like, like it was like they're on Instagram, right? But it's like a general PSA. Hey, if you're coming to Salem, this is the mayor. Is it a video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. got to watch it after this. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> this is chief Miller. You know, Salem's police chief. We're real excited to have you, but we're not real excited to have your cars. <laughs> but then he goes on. He's like, be respectful of people. Be respectful of people's property. And it's like stuff. So That's, it's like. Yeah, it's good information to, actually, to spread. Yeah. On uh, one of those Facebook pages, someone posted the other day. They're like, my husband's like insisting on driving in. I know how busy it is. And I'm trying to convince him not to. He won't listen. And I was like, hey, listen. Check out this PSA from Salem's police chief. If he's not going to listen to the chief of police in Salem, like, good luck. <laughs> it's a good idea. But, you know, if, if you got someone who's like, oh, we can drive. Yeah. Be like, hey, the chief of police is being like, hey, guys, try not to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take the commuter rail. Do this. He's like, I think he literally says, hold on. He says, uh, uh, take the commuter rail. Take a ferry. Take a broom. Take a broom. <laughs> yeah. oh, well done. Yeah. So they're like. They're, just Just enough campiness. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's getting crazy. Oh my gosh, our next our next episode will be in October. I know. We are so behind, Jeffrey. Don't tell them that. <laughs> I know. We're gonna be okay though. I think we're gonna survive. We're gonna be taking the mini mic to the streets again. Hope to run into a bunch of you guys at some point or another. And uh if we sound like we're dead and haggard and broken by it's the end. We are. It's because we are. Yeah. But we'll be revived come November. Yeah. But it should be great. We got some true crime. Coming up. Oh, yeah. Some. Some kind of spooky, dark interviews as yeah. well. Rather rather infamous, I'd say. Well known. Yeah. And then uh, some Halloween stuff. And I think today's topic is the perfect way to kick things off. Yeah. So let's get to it. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh I'm, getting, I'm getting the finger. Oh, we got patrons. I was going to say, before we move on, we got to. Do a quick shout out to some of our new Patreon members. You want to go? You want me to go? I'll go. Big thank you to Brandy Fithin. Thank you, Brandy. Appreciate you. Coming up next, we have Jennifer MB. Thank you, Jennifer. And big shout out to Tommy. Just Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. And lastly for this week, we have Kelsey Shaner. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you all patrons and uh, listeners alike. Uh, just FYI, I'm a little behind on getting some of the mail outs out to you guys. So those should be in the mail uh, this week before October. Uh, appreciate all of you. And I am going to take it upon myself to try to put out a bunch of video content for the month of October. Obviously, we have a lot going on, but I do want to capture just capture and share as much as possible. So look forward to that if you are part of the Charmed tier and up. Shall we jump in? To the haunted happenings. This, I will say, put me in the mood. Like in the Halloween mood. Yeah, yeah. Learning a little bit about Salem history. Um, well, I mean, I guess like that's what we do. But this is like... Cool. This, this is more like modern history. Yeah. Like why does everyone come to Salem? And where did it kind of start? Yeah. So I think, why don't we clear the air a little bit? So haunted happenings is a few different things. We are not talking about the Destination Salem Haunted Happenings Guide, and we are not talking about the Haunted Happenings Magazine, which is another advertising brochure in Salem. 
but both of those are called Haunted Happenings. But the Destination Salem is called the Guide to Haunted Happenings because that is there talking about what we are going to be talking about. Does that make sense? So Haunted Happenings, what we are talking about today, is the festival itself. Yes. The overarching entity um, as I said in, at the beginning, extravaganza. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a an array of events that takes place over the course of the month of October. And it got its start uh, over 40 years ago yeah. now. 41, I think. Yep, we just celebrated but, the 40th anniversary last yeah, year. Yeah, So uh, there is a little bit of a misconception that it starts with the parade. Um, I think that was a little bit reinforced a couple years ago. It actually starts on the 1st of October. Now it does. Yeah, yeah. The parade. It used to start with the parade. But the parade. Historically. First Thursday in October. Yes. So like two, three years ago, the parade was on the first. So that was the kickoff. Coincidentally. And people were like, oh, it starts with the parade. And like, well, it did last year. I'm like, right. No, no, no. That's because it's on the first Thursday in October. So this year, the first is on a Sunday and the parade is five, four days later on that Thursday. So there will be events that happen before the parade, if that makes sense. Yeah, it just depends. But the the parade always falls on a Thursday. Yeah, and the first doesn't always fall on a Thursday. But yeah, so uh, 41 years ago, what happened? What happened, Jeffrey? (laughs) We, we, uh, we, I wasn't even alive. Um, The city needed a reason to celebrate or wanted a reason an organized reason to celebrate when haunted happening starts it's just like a hey we've got all these people coming here and we need to provide them something to do which is one of the things that can be a little problematic in october is when there's not enough things for people to do which is one of the reasons why we have the big festival or that that's not the right word um what's the word for the stuff with the thing in the rides carnival major proponent of the carnival is like the police force because they're like it gives people something to do and keeps them out of trouble Mm -hmm. so the more things that we can provide for people to do the less trouble they're going to get into which is sort of where haunted happenings gets its start because we need some programming we got people coming to town and they need to do something do you know who initially started everything i do not okay so we're gonna go all the way back to the early 1980s, and I have to give a big shout out to the Salem Witch Museum's Education Department, who, you know, I will say they're not my top witch recommendation in town, but I will say their education department does a lot of good work. They are the ones behind the descendant packets that we talk about all the time, uh, and they're always putting out new research. They're the ones that are responsible for tracking down Sarah Good's line through Dorothy Good. So big shout out to them. They did a wonderful presentation on the history of haunted happenings. Okay. And I will link that in the show notes. They did this uh, specifically for the 40th anniversary, of course. And I did not realize just how pivotal of a role the Salem Witch Museum played in the curation of haunted happenings. They were 10 years old? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were 10 years old when it when yeah. it began. So obviously we had growing interest in Salem as a city, Mm -hmm. as a travel, a tourist destination because of the witch trials by the mid 20th century. You had the Crucible Mm -hmm. that just came out with Arthur Miller. Then you get Bewitched in 1970. At the same time, we have Lori Cabot 
Salem Witch Museum opens, Witch Dungeon Museum opens, they're seeing an increasing amount of people coming to Salem. And Halloween at the same time is also increasing in yeah, I popularity. Feel like that time frame is really the rise in popularity. The early eighties, late 80, or late seventies, early eighties, you've got costuming mm-hmm. is becoming like a thing. And I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Have you ever like seen pictures of like like old uh, like sci-fi conventions? No, but I was looking at some old costumes old in this. Halloween costumes, like those vintage, the, the, the plasticine masks uh-huh. and, and all those stuff. Yes, that's starting to hit real hard, um, which is, is really, it's a real interesting sort of time shift. Mm-hmm. So we have this increase in popularity of Halloween as well as Salem as a tourist destination. And this is going to be so very cliche, uh, but supposedly, this is also... Keep in mind the time where poisoning candy was a big thing that would come up. And we're actually going to do a whole episode on the history of Halloween. And that will definitely come up as a topic of discussion. And I remember being like a young kid and check all your candy. Yeah. And I I, I was terrified. Like you would look and for maybe holes, like if you saw a hole in your candy bar, like you thought you're going to get poisoned. Razor blades and the apples. Yeah. 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 Have you, have you, Seen, I'm sure you you have like uh, now people are saying like careful they'll put drugs in it yeah and and I saw posts being like ain't no one giving away free <laughs> fucking drugs to kids <laughs> like no one's just handing out fucking weed candies for Halloween yeah. and you're like okay fair yeah but yeah so during this time it was like a a major fear and okay and I guess every Halloween you know it's it's news like you turn on the news there's something scary and negative on it yeah. and has been talked about as a bit of an urban legend. It was definitely blown out of proportion, mm-hmm. but it was a topic of discussion pretty much every Halloween. Got to keep the kids safe. So supposedly, according to the Salem Witch Museum, Biff, Biff Mishad, the CEO of the museum, he heard a report about the poisoning of Halloween candy, and he was inspired He like thought fondly back to the time when he was younger and that was never a concern. He's like, you know what? We need a family friendly festival. So he asked the director of the museum at the time, Susanna Stewart, who shout out to these women at the head of this thing because it actually turns out to be two women. Uh, He asked her to take on the project and then she partnered up with Joan Gormelli of the Salem Chamber of Commerce. And it was these two women that were the leading force behind the creation of the original Haunted Happenings Festival. Okay. So it does have an origin story. You just gotta look for it. <laughs> I love that. So in 19... So we, we said it was founded in 1982. Yes. But they did do a dry run in 1981. A dry run. A dry run of sorts. That's what I... I, I put in my notes um they called it witches weekend they had a bewitching ball that was put on by the salem witch museum it was held at hamilton hall and then after that ball ended at midnight they did a quote insomniacs tour and everyone that participated was then shuttled over to the witch museum they were given a private presentation and then they were brought over to the hawthorne which at the time was the hawthorne inn not the hawthorne Mm -hmm. hotel 
and they were treated to a midnight buffet of pumpkin soup, spiced apples, deviled eggs, and pumpkin pie while listening to a professional storyteller tell ghost stories. Well, that sounds like something we should do again. <laughs> it ended at 2.30. Nothing ends was, at 2.30 like in I'm, Salem. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, that sounds like a little sketch. Like, who's, we don't run events that late. But this was the, the first of its kind. Imagine. Yeah. How cool is that? You're right. They should bring it back. They should revive the original experience. Salem Witch Museum. It's weird they didn't do anything last year. For the anniversary. For the 40th, yeah. And I think, wasn't last year the 50th anniversary of the Witch Museum yes. too? Yeah. You would think that they would have done it then. Yeah. Huh. So then, of course, the next year you get the official 1982. It is... Uh, more of a city-wide, you know, the Chamber of Commerce is now really heavily involved. And, oh, they had some cool stuff going on. The Great Pumpkin of Pickering Wharf. Did you see this? No. It's not a pumpkin. It's a hot air balloon. They had a hot air balloon. As a pumpkin? Yes. Oh, (gasps) Why don't we? And it said there's there's uh, I'll um I'll try to post some pictures. There's uh newspaper clippings of this big hot air balloon. It, it literally says the Great Pumpkin of Derby Wharf or sorry Pickering Wharf Pickering Wharf. It's great. There we was a, we need a pumpkin. Have you been to the pumpkin thing? Sorry, no, not yet. But okay. I really want to go. Yeah, we should yeah. go before yeah. it gets too crazy. Yeah, we should go on like an off day. They also did the bewitching ball again, yep, done by yep. the Salem Witch Museum. Get this: the winners of the costume ball, the co- or the costume contest for this ball, won a trip to Transylvania. Bring it back, guys! Bring it back. <laughs> okay, no shade to any of the individuals involved in. On happenings because uh, some of you are good, close, personal friends. So if you're listening, I apologize. But the what? <laughs> Ain't no one. <laughs> With if anyone. <laughs> okay. A, I think we know some people who do do a trip to Transylvania. Uh, they have uh, been interviewed on the podcast about a year ago. Oh, are you talking about Father Sebastian? Yep. Hello, Father Sebastian. Uh, so, A, I don't know why we can't do that again. Uh, but, B, there's nothing like that anymore. Uh, I feel like the trip giveaways were more popular. Yeah, like this is the era of the game shows. Yeah, it's 83. Yeah, 80, it 82. 82. This is the first. So, this first is the year. first official. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I guess it makes sense that they would go big and bold for yeah. this, you know? If you advertise that the costume contest winner wins a trip to Transylvania, you know you're going to get some okay, good I don't costumes. Suppose you, you, you have pictures of that. I don't, but there are photos on uh, that presentation. So, I will show you after we are done recording. Uh, of, of the winners? No, not of the winners. Sorry. I don't, I'm sure there are pictures somewhere i'm sure the witch museum has it somewhere in their archives i'm sure someone in town chamber i can go by the chamber chamber. someone's got to have something but there are photographs of some of the people participating and 
it you know you expect super extravagant costumes but you got to remember back then it's nothing like it is what you see today Uh on salem streets these are handmade like out of your closet usually repurposed items that you already have you know they didn't have spirit halloweens i have seen so with with uh mostly star wars costuming when the when the movie came out uh and I can't, I can't, I'm going to butcher this story. I think there was a girl who made a X-Wing pilot suit, so that orange jumpsuit, and wore it to something. And I wish I remembered this. But basically what they had, what they realized like years later is because you couldn't, she had to buy like multiple tickets to go see the movie and she took notes Every time she went to see the movie, because the pilot, you only saw it for like five seconds on screen. Oh, because you couldn't, it's not like you can look up on a computer what it looks like. Right. Weird. So she would go and go again and take notes and take notes and take notes about like all the, like what the boots look like. Okay, this is, this is the time I'm going to see the movie. I'm just going to look at the boots and get like, and, and write that down like in the theater, like in the back with a little notepad. Wow. And then. And I can't remember what, what she wore it to after. But like someone like years later, I saw like a documentary on this or something. And you're like the amount of time she had to go see the movie like 30 or 40 times to like get all the information. But then her costume looked phenomenal. You're like. Yeah. And if you think about it, too, they don't just have, you know, a lot less access to items and costumes yeah. that we have today but also just the visual aspect of it like you don't have the internet to just pop on and Reference look up picture exactly inspiration or let anything me, like that zoom in on this picture we don't have tiktok <laughs> instructional videos on how to do like makeup for this character yeah. or whatnot so yeah. yeah it's a totally different time but then again they're still going to transylvania we don't get that <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. There was also a costume parade, like an outdoor one, and a contest for the children. Uh, so they were we're sending kids off to Transylvania now. Like, come <laughs> no, on. separate contest. Okay. Um, that was part of the parade, and uh, I think we've talked about this like way back at the beginning. Uh, judged by Lori Cabot's yes, yeah, official witch of Salem, Lori Cabot. So she was the one that picked the winner, and this parade, the one in 1982, also featured. An elephant. I wonder if it was the last time they had an elephant in Salem. It was either that or on the common. I think the par not Parker Brothers. God, sorry. Um, Ringling Brothers. They came through here at some point. I wonder when that would be. I probably. I think nineties. Nineties. Like they're probably nineties on the common. I'd say. Yeah. So this event was so this first official event was three days of activities. It was so it was just that weekend. Yep. And they saw 50,000 visitors. Which is. For that first celebration. Like, not to. That's more than the entire population of Salem. Sure. But it's only doubled. Indeed. But still, this is stunning. No, that's. Like, I was not expecting. I I, I would have like 20,000 people, right? Like, I was not expecting. The success was instantaneous. Yeah. People, as we said, people were looking. They were already coming to Salem. They were already looking for this type of celebration. But now they have something to do. Right. It's more organized. Which really drives what's going on. And that's what we have today is, is that organization of the month of October, which provides all of you with stuff to do. 
So I just want to read you real quick a couple of the events that were listed in a newspaper clipping for the original haunted happenings. So of course, like how do you promote stuff back then? A newspaper. lot of a lot of it's going to be in the newspaper. So oh my in, god, you think there were there, there there must have been TV commercials? I that's what I, I was just thinking about that too. Were there? Maybe there must have been. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was ever Can necessary. Can you imagine like mid 80s? Come to Salem for how? Oh my God. We'll try to find if there is. Yeah. So here's just a couple examples of some of the special events that were taking place. Uh, a monster mash and Dracula competition from 8 p.m. to midnight at the Hawthorne Inn. It includes oldies music and dancing. Costumes are a must. Cost $2. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Uh-huh. A night at the horror show. So this was taking place at the East India Mall, which which is now the which city? Which city mall at the Sack Theaters. So I would assume is our current theater, mm-hmm. right? Salem Cinema. You got a choice of three Dracula films. What? Original, what's his face, and <laughs> Twilight? Just kidding. <laughs> what would be the third? I don't know. I'm sure I know. It's just not there. There was a psychic festival at the which East India Mall. There still is. Which we still have. We still have, yeah. Four decades later. The psychic fair. Yep. And a pumpkin carving fest at Old Town Hall, BYOP. Bring your own pumpkin. Yep. <laughs> Where'd they put them after that, do you know? I don't know. Oh, here's a picture of the great pumpkin. Oh, very nice. Pickering Wharf. And people actually got to take, like, rides on the uh, hot air balloon. So cool. But how does it go from three days to a whole month? So by 1985, it was a week long. As they expand, you start seeing more businesses pop up, more events pop up. They started doing a haunted house on Pickering Wharf. Is that still the one that's still there today? Maybe. Is there one there today? Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah, if you pass is, is the, the, the first turn-in on the left. I'm not sure. Okay. Ghost ships, an exhibit of alleged ghost ship occurrences throughout New England at the Salem Maritime National Historic Site. Oh, ghost ships are terrifying. Do you know about ghost ships? I mean, a little bit. Like and they're I've real. Seen, I've seen the movie. It's Oh, yeah, that they like appear and disappear. and. No, no, no. So, like, the, well, okay, sure. But like the actual ghost idea or the actual physical ghost ship is sometimes things happen on ships right whether it's a plague whether it's a death whether it's an abandoned ship and you can't save the ship so you just abandon ship but the oceans are so expansive that this ship just sails off oh and sometimes it'll just hit these it just keeps going and it just keeps going oh that's so weird so you can just be out sailing and it happens occasionally. And you come upon a ship and there's no one there. And there's no one there. Oh, that's so and weird. And sometimes that ship was abandoned a year ago. Sometimes it was abandoned 50 years ago. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, but that's the, freaky. The ocean is just so big that they're just lost and they're just out there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like no joke. That's spooky. Bring it back. Yeah. Bring it, that's going to be the the motto of the episode. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back, Bring back guys. Bring the, the, the pump, the mm, Ooh, I hot air balloon. Do they do a BYOP anywhere? No. No, there's no carving of pumpkins? No, no. Hmm. There was also, ooh, f- so we're, we're again, we're still in 1985, uh, Halloween craft fair. So I think this is where we start seeing like artisans. Oh, and then the Bizarre Bazaar. 
Yes. So that's bizarre, like it's strange. Yeah. Bizarre, like a place to sell things. And that's run by the Chamber of Commerce, and we still have the Bazaar Bazaar today. Um, so for those of you coming to Salem for the weekends, we have markets every weekend, right? So uh, those are going to be... Almost s- every weekend. I feel like there's usually one weekend when it's on. Did they have them every weekend every this weekend. year? Yep. It wasn't last year or the years before. No, they. you're shaking your head yes. I. And you can argue. I, I will argue. Okay. I promise that's you. That's fine. Every, yeah. We'll track down another a pamphlet. So there was always at least one weekend. <laughs> uh, the markets, I'm fairly certain, are going to be in Derby Square, a little bit on Essex Street, uh, in the Common and Charlotte Fortin Park. First, third, and fourth are run by the Creative Collective. Check out the interview with John Andrews. He runs that. The second weekend, and that is going to be Indigenous Peoples Day weekend, right? That is the weekend of the Biz Baz, the Bizarre Bazaar. Is bad. And that's run by the Chamber of Commerce. And so obviously, like most people who are coming to the city don't realize that there's a difference in some of these things. But the BizBaz is run by the Chamber. The other ones are run by Creative Collective. And so sometimes they look a little different because the, the artists applying to these things are sometimes a little different and curated a little differently. Um, but that's the one that uh, has its origin with the... Um, Chamber of Commerce as one of the original members of that Haunted Happenings concept. Which would make sense because yeah. Creative Collective was not around right. then. And but I I'm sure the if they were, I love oh, Bizarre like, Bizarre, I, it's great. I don't, I don't know who came up with that. And I asked like years ago and the, the head of the chamber was like, I don't, I don't know. So I, maybe it's just lost of time, but like the cleverness of a Bizarre Bizarre it's brilliant. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good as the bizbaz. Brilliant. Yeah. Ah, and then we also start seeing a lot of magic pop up mm-hmm. too. A musical magic and juggling show at the Essex Institute by Dario and Company. Mm, Dario Naharis. <laughs> sorry, Jesus I'm so Christ. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You've been binging Game of Thrones. Not again. at all. I haven't seen it, and <laughs> I just—that's the kind of impression he made on me. Uh, and I preferred the first one, guys. Just saying, I like the long blonde-haired one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a horrible side. Anyways. Oh, and then one last one I wanted to throw in, just because we talked about the Peabody Essex Museum so much recently. Uh, also at the PEM, well. Again, it wasn't the PEM then. It was the Peabody Museum. They you said had, the magic was at the Essex Institute. Yes. So the okay. Essex Institute had the magic. The Peabody Museum had an exhibit called Cats, Bats, and Owls, a look at the natural history, facts, and legends of these three traditional Halloween animals. Well, that ties into this year because... We have bats on display at the PEM right now. There's bats everywhere. Literally. there's. I, I haven't been yet. Me neither. Yeah. I went to the PEM the other day with my mom and we did all the normal stuff. And then I was like, oh, the bat exhibit. She's like, I don't want to see bats. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess. Okay. I guess we're not seeing bats today. But I haven't been to see the bats yet. But I do want to see those. A very full circle. Yeah. Oh, and I just got to throw this in. Um, of Pepper and Pirates. Hear tales of strange lands and dangerous people visited by Salem seamen to bring valuable cargoes home to New England at the Salem Maritime. This is it. Sounds like half our podcast. I know, right? <laughs> this is great. 
So obviously, if you haven't figured out already, I was diving into old newspapers for, yeah. for this one. And I found a lot of fun stuff. Did you uh, did you come across the uh, uh, incident? Incident's the wrong word. In 1990? No. I don't think so. So, the pre- so there's a lot of balls in Salem. Oh, wait. No. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think we I know was, this. I was going to be super. I was excited to share this with you, actually. This was coming up next. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of balls in Salem. Um, and part of Haunted Happenings, there is a distinct celebration of uh, the culture of Halloween as well. So we have like the witch's ball and we have uh, the witch's circle on the common and we have a celebration of Samhain and these sorts of things. But the Halloween ball, which is different than the witch's ball, I think sometimes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to agree or disagree (laughs) with you on this one because it is very, it's all very confusing. Yeah. Was, and I've been to none of them. No, right? I should probably get out more, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, because we're working till 10 o'clock at night on Saturdays in October. Um, but the precursor to the Halloween ball in 1990 was a seance. A very special seance. Yeah. Trying to connect with one Mr. Harry Houdini. So I found this article in the Boston Globe. October 21st, 1990. This year's celebration will be marked by a first for the city as the official Houdini seance is conducted. Since Harry Houdini died from a ruptured appendix on October 31st, 1926, a seance has been held each Halloween at various places across the country in hopes of bringing the great escape artists back to earth. Salem. That's interesting. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'd like a. I'm gonna have to look into that. I think you just learned something today, Jeffrey. No, no one who I've encountered who are very big Houdini proponents, and of all the books I've read about Houdini, have never mentioned. So typically, it's his wife holds a seance for ten years mm-hmm. afterwards, and that's it. And then this was just a revitalization of that. I have never heard before. Well, something to look I, into. I'm, I'm going to, that. I, my curiosity has been piqued. Something to look into. Salem may be the link to the past, said Ginny Holden Norberg, executive director of the Salem Chamber of Commerce. Houdini visited Salem in 1906 at the invitation of the now defunct department store, Almy, Bigelow, and Washburn Company. The store challenged the late magician to escape from a box it had constructed. Houdini accepted the challenge and in three shows before capacity crowds at the Salem Theater emerged from the box. That would be the Essex Street Theater, which unfortunately is no longer standing. But it's cool because like we talked about Houdini last yeah. October yeah. and his uh, his little shenanigans with the Salem police station. Yeah. But this was really cool to see. And, and obviously it was a big deal to then bring it back to Salem in 1990 by yeah. doing the seance. So you've got history, you got the spook factor of Halloween, like, oh. <laughs> just, <I> just... <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I wish we could have been there. Can you imagine? Oh, 
I just, sorry, I just had- You want to hold a seance? I know people. I just had a, no, I, I could just imagine you being one of those people, like everyone's all quiet and the person's leading the seance and it's silent and then you just go, ah, well, something. I think what needs to happen, and I say this on all my night tours, is that we need to hold a seance here in three years. For the anniversary of his death. His death. Ah, uh, yes. He dies on October 31st, 1926. So, I mean, if, if you're going to come back for anything, it's going to be for an anniversary. 100th anniversary. And, of course, he was the one who believed that the bonds of death could not hold him. And given that it's going to... He's gonna, been wrong so far, well, though. Well, <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe he's biding his time, right? Maybe he wants to hit that 100th anniversary. And given that it'll be Salem's 400th anniversary and... I'm sorry, this might be a little traumatic. It's going to be a Saturday. Oh, no. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, so that seance uh, happens on October 30th, 1992. 30th or 31st? Happens on the 30th. Sorry, October 3rd. (laughs) English. October 30th, 1990. So... I don't know why they didn't do it on 30. Maybe it was like a Saturday and it just doesn't work with the ball schedule, right? I guess. <laughs> but that is the precursor to the big oh, Halloween no, ball. Probably because it's done at midnight. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be done at midnight. So midnight on the 30th yeah. is then technically on the 31st. I think so. Or midnight on the 29th, which is then technically. The, mm, something no, I think it would into. be. I think it would be if it was on the 30th, they probably did it at midnight. Yeah. But that is the precursor then to the great Halloween ball here in Salem, which is not the witch's ball, which is not the vampire ball. No, but all three of those are held at the Hawthorne, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then you got one at the uh, waterfront as well. Yes. And nothing at Hamilton Hall? Not not anymore. They used to. They used to, right? I was just thinking that, yeah. And this year, Deal Marcus, Halloween night. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there yet, but... We'll, we'll be there. I, I was going to say, I hope it's a banger because I'm going. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. We did the street thing last year. I think I'm okay without it this yeah, time. Yeah. It was fun, but it was, a, and I was, we were just, it was a lot. I think we we're a little hot, not high, high, but like I was like a little like adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once you're done, that's what it is. I grabbed a bottle of champagne. I was drinking champagne in the shower after my last tour. <laughs> I would, that's the first thing I do uh, is I take a shower and I drink champagne after my last tour of Halloween. And there are a few things I haven't had. I don't think I've ever had champagne. Wait, shower, shower champagne. Yeah. Shower beers are great. Though. Oh yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely called for at the end of October. So 1990 is a big year because of Houdini and the summoning. Um, and I guess I should say lack thereof because he did not appear. But then in 1992, we also have another big uh, milestone in Salem's history. 1992? 1992. What happened in 1992, Jeffrey? Jeffrey, come 91 on. 91 is the word of Jeffrey. 93 Jeffrey, is Hocus Pocus. F- 1992. Jeffrey, please tell me you're screwing. 1692. Thank you. You're, <laughs> are you screwing with me I, right no, now? No, I thought you were going like a Halloween thing. N- no. Okay, okay, never <laughs> I thought you were the like- tercentenary of the Salem yes, Witch Trials, yes. the three hundredth year anniversary, which obviously, like, yes, that they didn't um, dedicate the memorial in October or anything like that, 
but it did draw a lot of attention to Salem. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal. You've got the commemoration of the memorial. You've got Arthur Miller visiting. You've got the whole memorial contest leading up to it. You had lectures. Big, big deal. So obviously you've got the even more increased attention on Salem. Which is what's going to be happening here in a couple of years. Oh, with the 400th year anniversary of Salem's yeah. founding. Yeah, they're already gearing up for that. Oh, yeah. So for that year, 1992, they saw roughly 850,000 people come to the city. Not for haunted happenings, but for the overall year. Oh, That was a 70% increase from the previous year. So that tercentenary really boosted visitation and visibility. Not to mention, we have Hocus Pocus filming right around that time. So that's going to drop the following year. And yes, it was a flop. But this is also the same time where just witches in general are increasing in popularity. it's the early 90s. You've got... um practical magic you got charmed you've got sabrina the teenage witch you've got witches of each eastwick you've got what else what are you thinking (laughs) i feel like an idiot it's just not in my head what's the the craft. Thank you. There we Jesus go. Jesus Christ. Yes, the craft. The craft. The I craft. kept thinking coven in my head. Ah. And I'm like, coven is wrong. Coven is wrong. And the other word just wouldn't come to me. We got we got there. The Don't craft. worry. The craft. Yes. Yeah. But Thank you, you have so yeah. a huge increase in just the interest in not only like pop culture witches, but also modern day practicing witches mm-hmm. as well. And we've got a lot of stuff. Um sort of jumps off from the the 90s are like a big turning point in Salem with not only like that but you have more stores opening up the witch's ball is shortly after that which of course is by practicing witches which then brings the witches circle that video remember the the bewitched statues what 95 the bewitched statue yeah uh how do we not know this because we talk about so much stuff that we cannot contain all of it in our head. We did a whole like episode. 2005. 2005? Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's better. Maybe it's 2005. 2005, thank you. Okay, 1995, 2005. I was off by 10 years. It's weird to think of Salem without a bewitched statue. I know. Yeah? It's weird. I mean, you could just replace it with Hawthorne's house and be fine. That would be entertaining too. Someone decides to uh, just purchase that property and reconstruct a (laughs) Hawthorne house. So I did stumble across one little clipping about Bette Midler, which I almost was a little confused because correct me if I'm wrong, but they never came to Salem, right? They did not. The witches never came to Salem for the filming of Hocus Pocus. For the filming. I believe uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, did come to Salem for her ancestry Yeah, uh, show. who do you think you are? She yes. definitely was here. Yeah. So this was uh, featured in the Daily Item in Lynn, Massachusetts. It's titled, And Is Midler Marblehead Bound? 
So it says, the divine Miss M, better known as Bette Midler, may make an appearance at Crocker Park in late October, not as a singer, but as a movie actress. Disney Studios are considering use of Crocker Park, as well as several sites in Salem, for the filming of a children's movie called Hocus Pocus, which will feature Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker, star of the current hit film Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh my god. <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> Kenny Ortega is the director. Disney already has permission to use an exterior shot of the former former Phillips School at Salem Common one week before haunted happenings. That's the only reason why this popped up in my search. It's because yeah. Uh-huh. The film will show school children coming out of the building. Disney is also said to be considering Pioneer Village, Old Town Hall, and a house on Ocean Avenue, all in Salem. All of which turned out to be true. <laughs> How crazy is that? It's so cool. I love old stuff. Man, we should go visit all those things. <sighs> I think we did that already. I'm saying we are also <laughs> going to be I know. doing that. We are going to be doing that. Intent. That's that's Jeffrey. Don't even go there. <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> Let them wonder. I also came across a very large article that article that was making its rounds um, in a couple different towns in Massachusetts, and it was titled "Salem Bewitching in the Fall." And I just have to laugh. Uh, so. The writer describes coming into a store crowded with customers, the phones ringing off the hook, and he overhears the proprietor saying, Psychic readings? Those are $150, she told the caller. A visitor is told he is lucky he didn't have to wait in a two-hour line to get into the shop, as is often the case even on weekdays and even in the non-Halloween season. <laughs> I think that's hilarious because the amount of people who are like, oh my gosh, it's, been, it's never been this. This is ridiculous. We've never had. It, it was at one point. And it has been. At yeah. various times. Yeah. And I think it goes through phases. I think right? it dips in the early 2000s, to be fair. Yeah. And definitely, yeah. of course, with the recession as well. Yeah. The yeah. great recession. At the end of this article, it does make note of how much uh, psychic readings cost. And this kind of blew my mind because it's more than what people pay today. I don't know. I guess it's because it was a hot commodity and there was probably fewer. I was going to say maybe 10, not yeah, 100. Fewer psychic readings, yeah. readers available. <clears throat> it says Salem has more than its share of psychic readers at the Crow Haven Corner Witch Shop, 125 Essex Street. A general psychic reading is $75. Love reading, $100. Past life reading, $100. Psychic consultation, $150. At Phyllis's place, a full reading is $25 for a half hour, mini reading $15 for about 15 minutes, which that second one definitely feels more on par. Okay, I wonder I if that, it's just because it's... second one, I, I think it's probably about 50 for 15 minutes today. Yeah. I think is the... the I, I don't think I'm pulling that out of thin air. I think that's the general. Oh, wow. That's, that's a little bit higher than I last remembered it. Maybe 40? I'm... 
guessing that it's Crowhaven Corner. That was Lori Cavett's shop. Like she can command yeah, those types yeah. of prices. But yeah, that was shocking for me to read. That's wild. Well, I'd say not much has changed. But at the same time, prices are different. Prices are different. So, of course, as popularity is growing and more shops are opening mm-hmm. up and more activities, we see we see more tours popping up. I came across a tour that never came to fruition, and it's kind of a bummer. And I always thought about this. Like, if I ever had a riding, like a driving tour, a tour on wheels, okay, I would want it to be a hearse. Ah. And someone did try to do that. A hearse tour. You could only have what, like I know. It's not like three le- people. It's, <laughs> it's not very well, you take the top off. You oh, take the and, whole back and, and off. Ride it and like, you like a like you a, have like eight of them back there. Okay. Yeah. Like a truck bed. Yeah. <laughs> Someone did try to do like one of those pedal tours right. in Salem a couple of years ago. Maybe one day. Although I'm yeah. sure I could see it. I can imagine it taking a tumble on the cobblestones. We've got a couple hills on some of our main drags. Like I just don't see it ending well. But unfortunately this hearse thing didn't end well either. The city council rejected it immediately and unanimously. <laughs> it says within so Salem Within 12 hours of taking a hearse tour in New York City, a wedding gift from his wife, Doug Atresian, had thought of a name and a slogan for a copycat venture he thought could fly in the witch city. The name? Mass Hysteria. Oh, God. (laughs) Haunted Hearse Tours. Okay, Haunted Hearse Tours is great. The, (laughs) The slogan, it's a grave undertaking. Love that. (laughs) He says, I've been going to Salem for many years during haunted happenings. The town seemed to be very pro-business. The wilder, the better. So I decided to do this tour. But his grim-humored tour may have met an early death, and the New Jersey resident could be in the fight of his fledging, haunting entrepreneur life. Instead of frightening tourists, he may be fighting for his First Amendment rights to freedom of speech and expression, he said. At issue is a unanimous decision this month by the 11-member Salem City Council to deny Entresian a vehicle-for-hire license to drive tourists around Salem. In rejecting the license, the council cited... A lack of access and parking for the hearse, which fair. A hundred percent. That's that's still an issue. But also stated that it, quote, does not promote a positive public image of the city. <laughs> so <laughs> I was looking through some articles uh, that mostly had to do with the witch's ball. So they were talking about that. But they would interview people around town and things along uh-huh. this. And some of the signage that has gone up over the years, some of the different events that have gone up over the years. And there was one that was talking about the old vampire ball, which has nothing to do with our vampire ball. And I guess they had some vampire woman who looked a little, you know, uh-huh. right? And this was like, like, like two- a little Elvira. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, like much less than Elvira. Oh, um, I from the the. Uh, report it seemed like she was very they were selling sex it seemed like oh and uh, these were the old vampire balls at town hall which is what dr vitka talks about on his tour um 
And so they were like, is this appropriate? You're just having these posters of these half-naked women. And I'm, I'm sitting like, this is the early 2000s. And like, were we that different 20 years ago? I think we were. I, I think we were. because. Well, and remember what Captain Mike said when we were on the fame and how when he first opened and he had that first experience of the group of very like gothic yeah. tattoo artists. And now it's very common. But that was his first like, whoa, this is this is what Salem is becoming. Yeah. But the article was sort of talking about is like, is this okay? What are people's general thoughts on seeing these posters around town? And people like, it gives us a bad name. This isn't the image we want to promote. This is like scandalous. This is inappropriate. We want to be like a family friendly town. Oh, they sound like Puritans. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, someone in one of the articles uh, said that next to the scantily clad vampire woman, and this is early 2000s, is a picture of George Bush, president, with inappropriate markings on it sort of decrying the war and, and whatnot which he's like that was much he's and i guess the the article said he was visiting from somewhere at holland maybe and he's like he's like women is fine but having your people say these things about your president wow he's like that was weird and so just from like a different culture what a perspective yeah that's yeah. interesting but there is clearly a continued shift of how what does Salem want to present? Right. The the scantily clad vamp. I mean, that's literally. They've been having this debate since it began. Since 1692. Since <laughs> that's accurate. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, he, he said he believes Salem officials have treated his vintage 1969 Cadillac hearse with tinted windows and flashy flamethrowers differently than other touring vehicles in Salem. An antique trolley, a quaint horse and buggy, heart-pumping pedicabs, and a giant duck boat. My God, we used to have duck boats? Right, man, this blew my mind again. I was like, "What? We Ooh. had, we did have the horse and buggy. This I was that. A, the, the, we we speculated, huge thing. we speculated about it when we were talking about the oh, um, the, uh, the Bachelorette yeah, episode. Yeah. We weren't sure if it was a thing back in the day, but it was a hundred percent. And the duck boat, where? What? Where? Where did that go? When was that? Well, other than the things that the. the other than the fact that the things are death traps. Yeah, I well, there was that incident in Boston. I've been out of them down the Keys a couple of times. I remember we took like a test drive and I was like, oh my it's God. It's a little sketchy, but it's super entertaining. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is from like World War II. And I'm like, why isn't this <laughs> in a museum? Like, what are we doing? Like retrofitting this and taking it in the ocean? Are we stupid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and around this time is also when they're expanding from one week to several weeks. To right? include the month. Yep, yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. And, oh, this was such a cool addition. Again, bring it back. Have you ever heard of the Fright Train Ride? No. They used to have a bunch of costume people hang out at North Station. They would get on the commuter rail and... Supposedly, it was all decked out in like Halloween decor. Okay, no, no, and no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would ride it up to Salem Depot because it was before we had our big train station, and then they would be trolleyed from there to the start of the parade, and then that would kick off the parade. How fun is that? I think I had heard about that. There was also a crowning of a king and queen of Halloween on Halloween night. I think we could do with that again. That'd be fun. 
Others, you know, there's only a hundred thousand people to pick from. So, Ugh, and one of my favorite things I came across: the official cat of Salem. Did you know we had an official cat of Salem at we one point? Who is it? Well, at one point, it was a black cat named Humphrey. <laughs> he was the first. He was uh, crowned in 1998. He was the first and uh, last. <laughs> I, I think they did it maybe a couple more years, but I'm, I wonder if that's kind of one of the precursors to the pet parade. I was going to say, we, we have the pet parade on the. They, they, they've been moving it. Fifth. Maybe that's, that's not right. Don't quote me on that. One of the first weekends. Yeah. But no, so. Yeah, now we have a whole pet parade. Not only do we have a people parade, we have a pet parade. I think it's at, oh, wait, hold on, 6th, 7th. Is that first Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Are you sure Saturday? it's Saturday and not a Sunday? Mm. I feel like last year they did on a Sunday. Might be on a Sunday, but I think it's at 10 a.m. I'm going to link the Destination Salem and Haunted Happenings calendars. Yeah. So you can also so, find the answers to these questions. So not Destination Salem. I mean, yes, but no. But they will also have a calendar of events. Yeah, so Destination Salem's calendar of events is Haunted Happenings. There we go. So if you go to the Destination Salem website, November through September, we've got normal stuff, but they have a whole other section dedicated that's what we call haunted happenings so the calendar the list of events which includes the pet parade which includes the uh parade on the first thursday also includes mayor's night out which is one of my favorite things oh when the kids get to go around with the mayor yeah trick-or-treat at local businesses trick-or-treating downtown on i believe it's october 6th this year um from 5 to seven thirty. Uh, and I know a lot of people like ask the question, like, do you trick or treat? Can we come to Salem and trick or treat? I don't know. Go into a neighborhood on Halloween, trick or treat. I have no idea. But on October 6th, you can go downtown and all the local businesses will be handing out candy. I'll be handing out. I won't. That's a wild night. I yeah. feel like that's one of the first that and the parade are like yeah. the whoo city's yeah. alive. I love it. And it was, it was so much fun because you get to sit there, and I remember just giving candy out to kids and be like, what's the magic word? Trick or treat. People would be like, abracadabra. And I was like, this is not the right magic word, but fine. You can have <laughs> candy anyway. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So that's that's part of Haunted Happenings now. So we go from one weekend with, I mean, 50,000 people and a giant whatever. but And a giant freaking hot air balloon. Yeah. To a month-long festival celebration that now they're projecting 1.2 million visitors this October. Where'd you see that? I don't remember. I think the mayor's office put it out. Mm. It made its rounds. Interesting. That would mean 300,000 more people than last year. I know. Which is a lot. I know. And I think we're going to see a lot of that spillover in the weekdays. I think the last year or two years was the first time where we would wake up on a Monday or Tuesday mm-hmm. and it was still busy, like yeah, really, yeah. really busy. You know what's going to do it, though? It's going to be down to the weather. Yeah. Remember, you remember the uh, first weekend last year? Honestly, at this point, I don't mind if it rains on a Saturday. No. As did, long as it's not. Did you see? I, I just saw, sorry, sorry, to totally, 13 of 16 summer Saturdays were raining. That's wild. So, and that's here in New England. I don't know about the rest of the country, but if you're sitting here being like, where did my summer go? I feel like I didn't get a summer. I feel like we were just, it's because it was so, it was a very wet and rainy summer, at least here in New England. So normal, like, oh, we went to the beach, we did this, it got hot. And like, that was just all canceled. So a lot of people are feeling like a little stir crazy. Like, where did everything go? What, what happened? And it rained. 
And last October, the first weekend, do you remember? It was like 55 and rainy. Vaguely. And they was, all meshed together. It was like, I was sitting here, I was like, oh my gosh. But then the rest of the month was gorgeous. And those first two weekends in November were also, they were like 65 and woke stunning out we always it's always a hit or miss yeah like you can't predict the weather for october and there's always at least one bad weekend no matter what no, there's always yeah. so, like yeah. a nor'easter bound to happen but this and of course we had this weekend this weekend yeah this very wet yeah yeah we didn't talk about this at all about what your favorite event Oh, the food truck festival? I think that's the first time we've mentioned it. I know. I didn't do so well this year. I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. It's okay. I had a good time yesterday at it. I got some mango. I got some tacos. I got some meat on a stick. I got some oh, tuna. Oh, I should have did that. Yeah. I just, you know, it's working so much. Yeah. Yeah. So Can I, can I throw like a little shade to the food truck festival? I thought they did. Gr- I mean, I walked around it and I thought the layout was amazing. Yep. yep. Thought it was great. Loved all that. But there were vendors there, food vendors, without trucks. Oh. So they, like, had, like, a U-Haul. Like, there was one guy who had, like, a grill outside, and he was, like, grilling the meat, and it smelled great, and I loved it. But I'm also, like, if you don't have a food truck, can you go to a food truck festival? Mm. And I don't know where the... The line is. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, I know I'm being... Totally, Jeffrey. Irrational, Jeffrey. (laughs) But you don't have a truck. What are you doing? Selling out of a tent? Well, did you ask him? No, but there was there was like six or seven of them. And you didn't ask any of them. No, that's not my business. I'm just going to complain about it later. (laughs) On here to everyone. (laughs) I bought food from the vendors, but like from a standpoint of a food truck festival, Mm -hmm. they should all have trucks. Although, you know who also had a truck. Because I'm just going to... Calhoun. Calhoun had a truck. Yeah. And so did Bertucci's. Yep. Bertucci's is a... They are not a food truck. Good, get out of my festival. Yeah, but the people visiting Salem don't know that. Everyone... Bertucci's? Yeah. It's a national chain. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Everyone knows. I don't, I don't remember eating it in Michigan. Well, maybe not. In the mitten bit, but whatever. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to, since you went on a tangent and we're wrapping this up anyways, I did have uh, one last little tour story tidbit. We were at the old jail and we're about to hit like the darkest, most morbid part of the tour. And I asked if any, anyone had any questions and I had just told them a little bit about my backstory, like where I come from uh, at the previous stop. And a guy in the back raises his hand and he goes, are you a youper? <laughs> and I just like, I laughed. I laughed so hard. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never been asked that before. And I was like, nope, I'm a troll. And then everyone <laughs> laughed. And, I, and then I explained, you know, upper peninsula of Michigan. No, I never made it up there even, but they call us under the bridge. The sure, trolls. Yeah. It was funny. I don't know how that got brought up. Cause, cause I made, I was mocking your Michigander and, lacking Bertucci's ah yes there yeah. we are I'm sure Bert- whatever anyway it's it's late and we're already tired from yeah. October yeah. and it's <laughs> not even here yet <laughs> get used to this uh, but no uh Haunted Happenings is great there's an official guide you can pick it up if you come to Salem pretty much every store is going to have the guide for you you can ask for one by mail don't do that um and it is filled with events that are put on by 
an array of city entities, private shops. Yep. Um, I mean, anything that's going on in October, you're going to find it in there. All, almost. Almost sorry. everything. So check the website. Da- download the Destination Salem app. Check the Haunted Happenings website because this gets uh, finalized printing in June. I could be wrong on that. Um, but there's events that go on throughout the month, you know, pop-up shops, markets, magic shows. I know uh, my guide Caroline's doing a magic show at uh, Nocturne on Tuesday nights, and Evan is doing a pop-up magic show at World of Wizardry. Oh, that'll on be fun. Friday and Saturday nights, and those are not in the guidebook, but they are going to be online. Um, so it's just uh, Deal Marcus's Halloween event will not be in the guidebook, but it will be online. Uh, so as people, you know, develop their own things, it's not always going to make it in the physical copy, but luckily we have the internet. So you can look up all the haunted happenings, things that you want to do. Check out all the markets, all the shows, the haunted speakeasies back at the town hall. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. Cry yep. Innocence back at the town hall. Oh yes, I did. Uh, uh, Ooh, the night fair. The night fair is going on at Pioneer Village. Pioneer Village, 20th, 21st, 27th, 28th. No, no, no. It's the last two weekends. Is that, yeah, sorry. Oh my gosh, I can't do math. I'm sorry. Yeah, that sounds right. Gosh, there's just everything. Yeah. All the balls, all the costumes. Yeah, the Halloween. Stuff. Uh, I think all the balls are sold out. I, all of them? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I, I know the witch's ball and the Halloween ball are sold out. Wow. Um, I don't know if anything else is going on, but the night fair is not sold out. You just turn up. Yeah. Um, the Haunted Speakeasy just posted their stuff, so they're not sold out yet. I saw um, if you are coming to Salem and you're looking to get tickets, a lot of places drop their availability they open it at the beginning of october mm-hmm. i think i just saw that the house of seven gables might have opened their october availability yep don't quote me on that but they're they're starting to open up so get your tickets ahead of time if, if you, you can, can because everyone's different right. the the which which museum does it the morning of midnight oh midnight 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 you have to like sit on your phone and refresh and try to grab like snag a time slot it's insane trolley's in person day of and you just got to get in line and wait in that line i i we have to sit down and talk to the trolley people i don't understand how they move through the streets with the traffic that we see well they don't do it oh like the vehicular traffic yeah Yeah, i don't know i don't get it yeah it's insane have you ever done uh um not done a trolley tour. Have you ever given a tour? While driving? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. I would be super worried because I get wicked car sick. Oh. oh. So I don't know okay. if I'd be able to do that. I did a couple of bus tours years ago, like hop on. And I thought, I was like, I got this. It's just a whole nother layer of attention that you have to give. Yeah, because all, all of a sudden, I'm like, cool, I'm passing whatever. And then I stop at a red light and I'm like... I was done. I stopped. Where do I? I can't start talking about the next thing because we're not at the next thing. Oh, it was wild. Yeah. So Haunted Happenings is Halloween in October in Salem. That's actually a really succinct (laughs) description. Thank you. Yeah. That's going to include all your events, all your markets, all your concerts, all your vendors, all your festivals. We got so much stuff. So we hope you enjoyed this little brief overview of the history of this festival and the role that it's played in Salem's development as the Witch City. And for the suspected 1.3 million of you. <laughs> 1.2, I think. Sorry, 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 sorry. 
the suspected 1.2 million of you coming this year. Don't drive. Just don't drive. Any other way. Walk. 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 Sure. Because you're going to be walking anyways. Park in Beverly. Walk two miles into town. Take the train. Take Take the the train. Take the broom. (laughs) Take the broom. And that's it. Ooh. Oh. One last thing. She did a thing. Guys, I have a request to make from all of our listeners. I love collecting your stories. So just a reminder, we will be doing another Salem love story episode come winter. I also want Salem ghost stories (gasps) or just Salem stories. If you just have like an amazing Salem experience (gasps) or a descendant (laughs) story, like anything, literally anything. Got a couple emails, yeah. yeah. Give it to me. I want it all. That's all. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you later.